Today is Tuesday, September 24th, and episode 131. Today on Wittenberg, we have a movie theme. So as you may have noticed, there's been some film crews lately around school. I spoke with Michael Cowles, the man who was actually in charge of choosing CMU as a location. And I also spoke to Arts and Ents, the committee in charge of all the fun stuff. We were introduced to Courtney and reintroduced to Ashton, who was part of Wittenberg Radio last year. And they told us all about what you can expect on Saturday. I also interviewed Charlie Peranto, our residence director, about all things movies. I also have Yi Chen performing his very own song, Spaced. You may have noticed some changes to CMU's campus in the past week. Um, a particular library suddenly being renamed to be a laboratory, or maybe a few extra people walking around north with some very large cameras. Today, Wittenberg speaks to Michael Kells, the location manager for the TV show Burden of Truth that airs on CBC. Michael Kells moved from England 25 years ago, and he's been in the film industry for the past 20 years. He's worked on movies such as Whiteout, A Dog's Journey, and Shirley Holmes, the 1998 TV show that also happened to be partially filmed at CMU. Michael Kells is no stranger to Winnipeg or CMU, but he's here to tell you why he chose to come back to our campus to film this TV show. Are you currently based in Winnipeg? Like Myself. Personally, yes. I, I, I'm, yeah, I've been I've been here for 25 years. Um, I do work in Winnipeg. I, I, I live between Winnipeg and Vancouver. Uh, when I'm not working, I tend to go back to Vancouver. Uh, but I, I live here. I have a home here, and I have a home in Vancouver. So, what made you choose to work in Winnipeg? Uh, because I've been doing it for 25 years, and I know every square inch of this city. Uh, I know I, every time I drive past a building in Winnipeg. I know where I've shot in there, what I've shot in there. I know every basement room in every building in this city. I've probably been onto every rooftop, so I've got every angle of this city. It's like a 3D hologram of the city in my brain. Uh, so I can't take that to Vancouver because I know the city so well. Of course. And did the film credit help you? The tax credit is, is hugely uh, supportive of the industry. Uh, Currently, um, we have one of the best tax credits in the country, which attracts a lot of business from the States. Uh, a lot of um, Americans come here to film because they know the tax credit. Uh, and we're doing $225 million of film work in this province alone. Uh, and in the last 10 years, that's gone up from 35 to $40 million to $225 million a year. and. Because the tax credit is now implanted for life, uh, or for long term, uh, it's going to generate a lot more to come. Sorry, what was the name of the TV show again? Burden of Truth. Burden of Truth. It's for CBC. Oh, great. Season 3. And how many people could you, are you are on set right now at Morpac? We have 100 people on set, uh, crew, and we have 45 extras, people who are sitting, uh, walking around and being on film. And for the people who are new to this particular building, did you share any stories from when you were here 20 years ago? Yeah, everybody knows now that I'm one of the old-timers. I've been around for so long that, uh, that I tell stories of when we were Shirley Holmes and we were using exactly the same entrances and the same doors and the same look 
uh, that it's been the same. So it's, it's quite a story that some of us uh, have been here. Wonderful. Thank you very much that for is. your time. Are you a big podcast fan? No, but I'm a, I'm a communications consultant as well, so oh. I, I, I know how to get word out. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that should be. You should, have, you should speak to them and say we need a link. be a link on the homepage to the podcast archives. <laughs> I'm sure Andrew will have a good input on that. So you've been working with Andrew a lot then? Uh, just on this and, and he's been great. Uh, the whole staff have been fantastic and supportive and, and great. That's awesome. So, okay. Great. Thank you Nice very to much. meet you. Nice to meet you too. All right. So today I'm here with Ashton and Courtney, also known as Arts and Ents. Yeah, hi. Hi. <laughs> so this Saturday is going to be an exciting one. It's fall at CMU. So we have... Um, a whole bunch of activities company, a whole bunch of different activities coming. We have uh, a farmer's market. We have reunion classes coming. But what are you the most excited about? MPK Folk Fest! Oh, we're so, so really gross. So sorry to all the listeners. No, for real, MPK Folk Fest is going to happen on Saturday. Yeah. hyped about it. Very excited. There's going to be tons of live music. There's going to be some snacks made by um, those of us that so what are you bringing for a snack, Ashley and Gordon? I've got several options uh, in my Pinterest boards at the moment because <laughs> baking is my hobby of choice. So okay. you'll have to show up on Saturday to see what I've decided to make. That's the only way. Okay. I've heard, I've heard rumors it might have got a pumpkin. It might. Maybe I can Sounds delicious. I want to ask you the real questions, the tough questions. What does the set like set list look like? Ooh, are we at liberty to discuss? I think, I think we can. We're in a safe spot right now with our acts. Okay. We are, yeah. So we've got three acts lined up. Uh, one that has a formal group name and two that do not. Okay, that um, sounds fun. Sounds very folk festy. Yes. Definitely. Oh, and wait until you hear their name. Okay. Our opening act So since this is a school of Mennonites, are you hoping people will dance? Oh, I'm, I'm banking on it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not Mennonite and neither is Ashton, yeah. so we have no expectations that people don't dance. We encourage. And I'm fine with that. I have to hold down the down. I messed with that one probably like <laughs> six years ago, so if nothing happened, I'm going to Yeah, and I had to I'd learn be it down for a that. class last year. Like, I was graded on my ability to learn the whole So hold program. on. What class was that for? Music therapy. Okay. Yeah, represent. Yeah. So, uh, represent. Shout out to Lacey, now Lacey Friesen, who uh, taught me the hoedown throwdown. I'm forever indebted to her. Don't worry, it's just the ghost. Sweet. <laughs> Someone's trying to sneak into it. 
to Wittenberg. No, it's like, there's no one there. There probably is a ghost. <laughs> so what time is all this starting at on Saturday? And how long do you think it's going to last till? Sounds good. Well, what does MPK stand for? Marilyn Peters Cleaver, our hero. The Dean of Student Life, hopefully if you're listening, you already know her. Go meet her. Thanks again, and she likes our world. Well, will she be there? Of she will. Or, if you don't know about MPK already, uh, she will be interviewed at MPK Fest mm-hmm. as is tradition. So, if you want to know some deep, hard-hitting questions about the woman, the myth, the legend herself, I'm sure our Wittenberg listeners would love to hear that. Thank you guys for coming in. I'll hear you on Saturday. Um, I am Riley Friesen with Wittenberg Radio, and I'm here with Charlie Peronto in his office, and we're going to talk about movies. Fantastic. All right, so let's start off. Yeah. Um, all right, so where did your love of movies come from, and why? Uh, my love of movies uh, has been there ever since I was a little kid. Um, ever since ever since I was young, I loved watching movies and was just enamored with the the form of them. Uh, from watching uh, The Sound of Music with my mom to being terrified by uh, The Fly or enthralled by a movie like A River Runs Through It. Uh, movies have just always held a very uh, special part in uh, special part in the type of art I like to consume. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, uh, why are why do you think actually movies are important, especially in today's culture and society? Yeah, I think movies uh, movies fill a very cool role in life in that they uh, movies as a form combine all different sorts of art into one. They combine the art of filmmaking, so taking photos and making them look like there's movement going on. They use uh, narrative forms, so the art of telling a story, and then also use music and acting on top of those to create this almost holistic storytelling device. Uh, And I love the idea of trying to tell a a story within around a two-hour block and the different ways that that can that can work uh or the different types of the different type of movies that we can have within that kind of around two hours provides a huge variety mm-hmm. of of storytelling options so you can have epics to really personal stories and they combine all of these different elements into something truly i think uh transformational mm-hmm. okay and so seeing movies actually when uh, as a kid yeah um, have you noticed any differences and changes in how movies are portrayed uh, from, let's say, back in the '80s all the way out through to like today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first movie I remember seeing uh, when I was a kid, I think I saw The Little Mermaid in mm-hmm. the theater. I think that was '89. I think that was the first movie uh, I saw, and I still go to probably about 20 movies every year in mm-hmm. the theater. Uh, it's still something I really like to really like to do. Uh, 
the biggest change I think that I've been able to notice is seeing the the changeover from film to digital projection. Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, you know, you'd always be able to, you'd hear the reel spinning up in the back. You'd see the cigarette burns in the corners when they'd have to change the reels over. And there was this kind of glow to film that um, just looks a little different in digital photography mm-hmm. now. And so where everything is digitally projected, you're able to have much brighter images, much clearer in- images, which just provides, a, uh, presents a uh, kind of different experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are always opportunities every year to get to see a road show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I still go see 35 or 70 millimeter prints when they come to Winnipeg or when I'm back at home when they show movies in actual film projection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. that that's a really cool thing that you're still able to participate in every once mm-hmm. in a while. And yeah. I actually still remember seeing those too with Winkler. Sure. With those, they actually still have some of those reel-to-reel projections yeah. as well. And mm-hmm. so every now and then they have some of that in there too, which yeah, is yeah. really nice. That's great. Um, so now narrowing the focus to CMU specifically, sure. um, why is the movie night actually here important mm-hmm. on Tuesday nights? Yeah, one of the things we've realized over the past uh, few years here, but just in general, is people love watching movies together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people love to come to consume movies by themselves Mm -hmm. and what we wanted to do is provide an opportunity for people to watch movies together uh and so we have a setup for it and we wanted to give uh give kind of a uh a consistent time and place for people to do something that they're going to do already Mm -hmm. but do it with other people get uh get to experience movies that maybe they've never seen before and come out and then be able to talk about them as well Mm -hmm. And so it was an opportunity for taking people uh, maybe alone in their rooms and giving them opportunity to do it, meet other people as well. Mm-hmm. So were you hoping that um, that this uh, like Tuesday night movie night will will go in the future? Like where do you hope it? Uh, yeah, basically, where do you hope to see it go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope it becomes a a regular part of what happens here on campus, part of the fabric of the community that lives here on campus. And so I hope it 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 continues to. Uh, endure. Uh, we've seen great uh, buy-in so far. Lots of people coming mm-hmm. out last week. We have people coming out this week, and um, and it's really cool because it gives the RAs different. The RAs are the ones who are in charge of programming it mm-hmm. uh, every every night, and so that gives them opportunities to show movies that they like, that they're interested in, that they think other people will like as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I hope it, it continues to go. We'd also um, like to do more movie and discussion nights, and I would love to host some of those as well, which we've done in past few years. Um, mm-hmm. A couple years ago, I did some of the best of Steven Spielberg's okay. movies, yeah. and then we had conversations afterwards, mm-hmm. and, and I'd love to get people involved with things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think I remember that. At first, I couldn't make it, though, yeah, but yeah. I still remember like, that, mm-hmm. that coming up. Yep. Um, so what are some movies that you would uh, recommend uh, that people may not have uh, seen before? Yeah, so a movie that I re- I'd really highly recommend, which I just watched uh, this weekend, is a brand new movie called Ad Astra with Brad Pitt. It's directed by James Gray, who did a movie uh, a couple years ago called The Lost City of Z, and then a movie a little earlier than that called Two Lovers. Um, he's an excellent director in the movie uh, that just came out with Brad Pitt. It's called Ad Astra, and it's about... Um, it's about both a journey into outer space. Bad Brad Pitt plays a astronaut, but it's also about a journey between families, fathers and sons, and uh, how space can be something that brings us together, but also isolates. And I think it's a really, uh, really interesting and excellent exploration of some of the themes that we usually see done in space movies. Um, but it's much more concerned about the why people go to space, why people adventure and the ripples that causes in people's lives mm-hmm. so i really recommend ad astra as a movie that shouldn't uh shouldn't be missed mm-hmm. yeah 
All right. And so, what is one of your all-time favorite movies, and why did you choose? Uh, why, why do you choose that movie? Yeah. Uh, currently, my all-time favorite movie is a movie called The Royal Tenenbaums, uh, directed by Wes Anderson. Uh, it's an in- it's an incredible movie about a family. Uh, kind of in a mysterious time in New York and the breakup and breakdown of their family structure and how they work to deal with their past trauma of uh, being raised and the new parts that their life opens up um, as they all come together. Um, I think it's a hilarious movie um, and I think it really is very poignant and I love movies about families. And this um, has some of the best performances from an incredible performance by Gene Hackman and uh, Angelica Houston as the two main characters with incredible supporting performances by Gwyneth Paltrow and Danny Glover and Ben Stiller all as part of this big family unit. So uh, Royal Tenenbaums, I think, is one of my favorite movies. Okay. And last question, what is the oddest movie you've ever seen? The oddest movie? I think the oddest movie I've ever seen is a movie called Eraserhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. Um, it is directed, uh, it was David Lynch's first picture. It was maybe the late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. And it is a totally surreal kind of body horror movie uh, about a man living in this kind of post-industrial world and finding he has a child who's a strange creature and trying to figure out how to comfort this child who seems to be in stress, distress all the time and uh, realizing his own limitations and it is totally weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I can recommend it. <laughs> it is totally strange. Alright, yeah. perfect. All right. All right, then thank you for your time. Anytime. Thanks, Riley. <laughs>